Welcome to another episode of Queer For It, a podcast hosted by three queer friends living in Austin, Texas, bringing you a weekly dose of queer realness and laughs. I'm Chris, I'm a trans man, I use he, him pronouns, and my Instagram is at seethestarsablaze. I'm Chris, I'm a queer woman, I use she, her pronouns, and my Instagram is at the Yolo Bandit. And I'm Courtney, I'm a lesbian, I use she, her pronouns, and my Instagram is at court underscore roads. Cool. Hi, friends. Hi. Hi. It's been a second. It's been a hot, a whole hot second. What was our last episode? Our last episode was that, it was called Chris Has a Girlfriend. Talked about that's that. right. Wow, it was a long time ago. Well, that's like a and month like, ago. I was like, that was, couldn't have been that long ago. <laughs> and Molly had a girlfriend for like a month, <laughs> okay, but it was fine. it was like a month ago, and we we're like, we're gonna get back to it. But um, and we've been looking for new recording space so that we could make higher quality recording content. Mm-hmm. Presumably, this probably sounds a little bit different. It sounded different when we were testing it out. So sounds pretty great. Yeah, we're hoping that this is very crisp. Crisp. We ha- we're like it's full of crisp. Um, <laughs> There's two crisps. Courtney went on a campaign to find us a co-working space that had a, a like basically a pod loft or a recording studio that we could use too, and we found one. Yep. We yeah, isn't she? Well, yeah, I saw a very cute. It's, a, it's actually called Draper's Startup House and has a very eye-catching mural on 6th Street. It's beautiful. Yeah. Downtown 6th Street. Downtown. Mm-hmm. It's prime location. So I Googled it. We looked into them. We reached out. And um, they are officially going to be our recording sponsor for Queer For It. They're super cool. Mm-hmm. The space is super cool. Very beautiful. Yeah, we're excited to, like have a legit space and have better sound because that's really like mostly the feedback we get. I won't sneeze at all the cats anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I'm and excited also, to like bring guests into this space. It just like feels like more, more professional legit than mm-hmm. like being at our kitchen table, you know? I mean, and it only took us 28 episodes. Yeah. It's fine. It's Here also, I mean, you know, we're, we're a startup ourselves. We're a startup podcast. Absolutely. So yeah. it's this cool. This is funded by us. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. We, yeah. We don't have any, <laughs> any And all other... of us are also funded by us. So we're it's not a lot of outside money creating yeah, our we're content. Self-employed. Yeah, exactly. Right, um, but we're excited to be able to support like a a local business that's just getting started. Totally. They're actually not open yet. They're opening at the end of September, and they gave us a code. It's just queer for it, right? Mm-hmm. And that code is for twenty percent off. Yeah. You can use the code queer for it for twenty percent off if you're in Austin and you want to check out. Uh, Draper Startup House. It's a flexible co-working space uh, down off of 6th Street and um, flexible as in you can drop in for an hour a day. Uh, you can buy a membership to come in and work in the co-working space and they also have dedicated office spaces as well that you can pay for. So that uh, code, that you, the Queer For It code for 20% off can be used for any of those um any of those services or time slots or membership membership options, options yeah. So uh, that's a pretty good deal, and they're opening up at the end of the month. So if you're looking for somewhere to like get out and work, mm-hmm. get out of your house. I know we've all been cooped up. It's a huge space. I didn't even it's realize it was back here. So big and beautiful. Yeah, it looks very small from the street, and then you walk into like a giant. Apparently, it used to be the offices of Alamo Draft House. So it's yeah. just layers and layers of rooms, and a lot of private office space so that um, people can get their own stuff done without being booked. Yeah, and you can definitely still feel like you're safe and you 
your uh, masks are required when you're walking around the common areas mm -hmm. and just like you get to see other people which is really nice but you yeah. can also be like at a safe distance or be in you your own room kiss someone through the glass door you know <laughs> make a friend that's, what, that's, that's Chris's go to Dra move right Draper's now. not recommending that but we sure are <laughs> picking up chicks that's yes. where that's and it's cool it's unlike I don't know if you've ever worked at a WeWork or you know one of those bigger ones industrious but like it's a bunch of people looking fancy in their dress shirts walking around and it's expensive right uh draper startup house is a bunch of entrepreneurs people that are nitty-gritty and getting to it and it's not crazy expensive mm -hmm. what is yeah. it it's yeah. like their intended audience is really like millennial millennial like creators like totally. us so people who are like trying to make a dream work and trying to find a space to like make themselves feel a little bit more professional yeah. so uh yeah so could not recommend them like more Ideal for like entrepreneurs like us, or like if you're a content creator, or you're a freelance designer, or writer, or whatever. Just you'd really fit in here. Or if you're a creatives. podcast that is yes. recording in your kitchen with yeah. three cats, because you can just come rent studio space by the hour if you need it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah, which is which is you know what we found we were looking for, but instead we ended up just making a partnership with. Draper Startup Hearth. It was founded by Tim Draper. I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, entrepreneur, venture capitalist. And part of his Draper Startup House initiative is to also create funding through his VC group. So I think that's, you know, if you're a startup around, uh, it's a new VC group, so it'd be good to be, you know, get in front of them while they're still early. That's uh, incentives for entrepreneurs. Cool. You always talk about stuff that I don't know what it means. I just Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, books are yeah. Yeah. in the front. I know. That's I was like, yeah. Should we like? I was like, can we? Are they free? Can I? I know. I, I looked. I was like, he didn't sign these. <laughs> I was like, I might read this though. I'm yeah. Interested. I know. I know. I I wish I don't. I mostly listen to audio. I don't have time to sit down and read. But yeah. but yeah. So that's cool. I mean, that's a whole little background on um, our Draper's new space. startup house, and you'll see some stories of us in here and hopefully we'll continue to have good audio quality because we'll be recording here absolutely and we're um gonna have to bring in guests and whatnot so mm -hmm. as like we'll mention that at the end but if you're listening to this and you're interested and you're in austin uh, and you're queer or you're a person yeah. of color this uh, they tried to make this startup space for or this co-working space for you us mm -hmm. yeah also we can still record um with remote guests in this space, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. our end will still, which will be crisp. So we're we'll still, we're still looking better. for guests in general. We're, yeah, still looking for more people to have on on the podcast, but also um, excited to hopefully see some of y'all who are local to Austin when we're in this space. Uh, if you yes. do end up using our code or signing up or co-working and you see us, say hi. Yeah, DM, say hi, tell us you're going to come check it out, hit us all up. We want to say hi to you. We're going to try to be here pretty regularly because we are getting on a regular recording schedule mm -hmm. because yes. now we are now we legit. have a location we got a whole mess of equipment mm -hmm. we just got to get ourselves over here yep I it's, mean, it's literally, walking, literally distance. walking i know i was gonna make some joke and i was like nobody cares i'm a walking distance away besides that i'm that was our big announcement and yeah hopefully the quality is better besides that what um just catching up is anything fucking new? I mean, not really. What's I feel like new nothing... since you getting a girlfriend? You're spending a lot of time with your girlfriend, I notice. Yeah. Well, guess what? August <laughs> didn't really exist in my brain. Like, yeah. I saw y'all, and then now it's September. I don't know what mm. happened to August. It Kristen, so Kristen's birthday happened. I don't know if that was before or after the last episode. So Kristen is 
Uh, I think it was after. I think it was after. Maybe how old are you? 25? 26. Ooh. She's 26 now. And then also our anniversary was September 1st. So we've been together. <coughs> that made Chris choke. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot for him to think up right now because, no. you know, anniversary is something that will be coming up in, mm-hmm. in quite a while. Oh, I'm, just a, like, I'm like really bad at like swallowing down the wrong pipe. I do it like once a day. <laughs> She got that checked out. Maybe there's a hole in there. <laughs> well, like more holes than are supposed to be in there. How many now? Yeah. Uh, so me and Kristen's four-year anniversary was September 1st. So that was a kind of a big deal. We like did a little staycation here in town. It was fun. Oh, four years. You guys have I been know. together longer than most businesses stay in business. That's really good, yeah. you guys. Right? And that's Sorry, crazy. I only have one filter for measuring things, but <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> congratulations. In my business brain, that's a long Y'all time. Y'all are full-on, you know, successful investors of this project that you're up We're to. not a startup anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You guys should t- become a C corp. Oh, okay. We'll see what we can do. Am I the CEO or are you the CEO? I mean, uh, I wish you turned could. and made the most the most aggressive look at Courtney. It was like, but that's not a question. Yeah. Kristen's the CP- CEO. I give me the, the CPO. You're the CPA. <laughs> the chief people officer. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Y'all can get someone else from to be the accountant then. Yeah. Oh no, we don't do the money. Uh, so that's that's really like our big things that happened. Those were some monuments that we celebrated. Yeah. Um, been still trying to get a job. Yeah, that's so if like, you like work wise, what's happening for you? Just I've been freelancing, yeah. but I've been applying like nonstop for jobs. So if anybody needs graphic designer, full time in Austin, here we are. Hit your girl up. Mm-hmm. That would be great. I mean, I've been doing like some stuff on Instagram, so that's been tiding me over. Mm-hmm. But um, I saw the. I mean, we all saw the um, sheets that you made, the like branded sheets that you made to send out to Draper House to start the conversation. I was like, those are the prettiest documents. Oh, I've Chris ever actually, seen. Chris actually did it. Did you? Those are the prettiest documents that I've ever seen. I was like, wow, this is. I wouldn't say no to us. <laughs> right. This looks legit. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. When I don't know what to say, I just make something pretty. So they're like, wow, this is polished. Well, exactly. Yeah. They don't, yeah I mean, I don't Play even, to your strengths. I don't even know if I read it. I was just like, oh my God, look at those squiggly lines. <laughs> this is beautiful. <laughs> yep. So yeah. if you guys need some good branding work done. Either one of the twins. We hit can us ha- up. hit you up or hit us up. You, yeah. What have you been doing to keep yourself busy? Flaunt. Obvi. Yeah, I'm just flaunt and um, got. I had a handful of campaigns come through for like September, which I think that I, I've convinced myself because last September was really busy too. I think it has to do with like Q3. Mm-hmm. I think that that's like when brands reach out because mm-hmm. like they're like, we got X amount of budget left, but it's not the four, like quarter four where they're like, mm-hmm. where they're like having to stretch it, absolutely. you know? So like Q3 is always a good time for me as a content creator. So. Uh, I'm feeling like okay. I mean, obviously, it's like always stressful as mm-hmm. like a self-employed mm-hmm. creative person, but just a, a little bit. Um, been a little bit busier with stuff like that. Uh, I've been hanging out with Valerie a lot, obviously, um, and we did we did two staycations in August, which was fun. One Ooh. one in Austin and one in San Antonio, and so that was fun to like travel, but like not really travel. Yeah. That's pretty fun. Yeah, so that's cool. What was I going to say? You said that Q3 ramp up. I always, in my head, it's back to school season because I started in retail. So I'd be like, oh, it's BTS. Everyone's coming to get all their new outfits, you know. <laughs> so like this time of year is super ups, I think, because like employers and retailers and schools and everyone know where people are going to be. Everyone's getting ready to go back. But then also like 
what the hell is everyone doing right now? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, is it like, ha- have they decided that people are going back to school? I don't know. I know that some of the colleges tried and then they had like and 300 cases totally within 48 hours. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when you're like, well, of course. But the, college students. But the NFL, I mean, NFL is starting tonight. And my question is how? Are they? Did they do a bubble like like the NBA? I don't know. I haven't really looked into it, but I, I know either. I saw a lot of people like tweeting about like NFL football's back. And I'm like, really? I didn't know. I can't imagine playing football. I mean, I can't imagine playing football just in an empty stadium, but like playing the games that matter without a crowd. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. Yeah. Because you're just like, because I feel like. Hype fact. Totally. Because I feel like you're. Just, what if though, you were getting paid millions of dollars? Well, exactly. Even though totes, you're like, cool. I put on all my stretchies. I'm out here. I, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to make my millions. Uh, you know, that would be enough for me to, like, you know, jump up at the hike and run and do my parts. But also, it's got to just feel so mm-hmm. weird. You know? Silent. Well, in the NBA, like, the first games they played, it was completely, like, silent. And they asked them for feedback, and they were like, what do you guys want? They're like, some of the other teams were like, music, can we have like crowd noise? I don't want to hear my knees and then, cracking. Yeah, then they ended up getting these like giant jumbotrons where they did like um, digital fans. So like Gosh. fans could like essentially zoom Into. in, and then they just put the fans like in the, yeah. in the crowd, which is cool. Um, and I think that really helped. And you can also hear that crowd noise, which makes it better. Because it's, like, really weird to listen to, it to so even on TV when it's, like, the crowd noise. it sounds like a practice gym where you just, like, hear the squeak of, yeah. In a ball. Yeah. yeah. Totally. That's so weird. I listened to this podcast, uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and they started, they kept recording through COVID, but immediately they couldn't do live shows anymore. And it's weird because they're a live podcast. And so the first episode they did back had like no audio sound, just had like, or had no audience sound, just had some little audio pings. And, and then they're like, cool, so we got y'all's feedback. And since then they do like an audio, like laugh track behind, because it's so weird if not. Mm-hmm. It's just people making jokes to each other, yeah. you know? And it's like, yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like funny how you probably don't even notice like when you're watching like a football game or a basketball game like the the ambiance like the the noise that's behind everything mm-hmm. that that really plays a part into what what it how you feel about it you know cuz it just doesn't feel as legitimate when you're watching it like totally, cuz when you're like cheering for your team you're part of like a crowd nation mm-hmm. right that is this team and oh and it fucking matters you know and when the team's doing bad you know everyone's holding each other's shoulders and nodding their heads all right next week next week or whatever right um but yeah without it you're just like oh why does one person cheering for these adults in spandex running around this is weird <laughs> this is weird <laughs> This is, what is, this is, yeah. What is that? Uh, what's that thing everyone has now? The private viewing, not Patreon, but the other one. OnlyFans. Yeah. Is this an NBA OnlyFans? I've just signed up for. <laughs> like, what is this? I mean, someone would probably pay for an OnlyFans just to watch like lesbians cohabitate. It wouldn't yeah. even have to be like sexy stuff. I know. You know? I've, I've like fully just like a house cam, too. like just of y'all like navigating around each other. Someone would be like, oh, like like. It's a actually weird... a pretty good idea. Just putting cameras everywhere in your house and being like, this is it. Like it's just my like live feed of like my <laughs> my life and like creepy men in basements would be like how lesbian because people people would check in and they'd be like what's Chris doing right now she's making a peanut butter sandwich make it slower (laughs) or if they they can do that thing where they send you like ten dollars where they yeah they send you the bit and you know because I don't know I don't know how much porn you guys watch but you can watch porn where like some dude's fucking a girl and she's like viewing the screen you know and she's like uh, 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 thanks, Chad. Uh, 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 hey, Mario. Uh, 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 you 
know, like she just can like she just like does like shout outs during. So I would love if you had your home set up right. Your your home, and Alexa just reads off like your hey. home means, yeah your home only fans and you get the update and you're like you just walk around the house you're like. Thanks, Mark. What's up, homie? You know, like, thanks for those 10. You just keep going around. The, you're doing the dishes, and you're like, what's up, Adam? Kiss. Thank you. You know, like, just, like, talking to them. How much, uh, someone Google, how much does it cost to close circuit uh, a whole house? camera a whole house? We get those $30 pet cams, and we put them in four rooms, yeah. five rooms. Yeah. Tosh, oh, absolutely. just make it work. I've got some, I got a huge amount of cloud data storage, and we just put it on auto delete. It's going to be perfect. I think this is an untapped market, really. <laughs> well, we've talked about our reality show for so long, and it's, it's never. Like big brother, but, like, way less interesting. It's big sister. <laughs> it's like big brother, but we're doing it for no money. It's just our lives, mm. and we're boring. That's right. We could, shouldn't call it big, big brother. We should call it hey, sis. Um, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, I've thought about this for, because Luke and I had been whipping up a startup in, like, the last 40 days or something. I was like, we should put a camera in here because people want to see what it's like to do, go from, like, concept to funding in 60 days, you know? And he was mm. like, oh, fuck yeah, but no time. Literally no time. You're like 40 days past it. Yeah, I'm like, no, 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 no time. <laughs> well, I think that, like, talking about um, coming up with ideas to make money and oh. uh, startups kind of, like, brings us into a little bit of what we said we were going to talk about this week was, like... Um, like pitching yourself, how how mm. to how to find brands to work with, like how we totally. found like Draper Startup House to like mutually benefit. Like we were like, how can we make our project better? Which is also a note that I I made on here. Like always looking to improve what you're working on. Mm-hmm. Like we were like, we love what we do. Like I keep doing it in our kitchen, but like what would take us to the next level? Like yeah, better better space. Like it'll hold us accountable if we you know have deliverables we're giving to Absolutely. like someone that's providing us like uh, a space to record. Like mm-hmm. so I think. <clears throat> Because talking tell about like about it, you can't hide from it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like you're great at pitching yourself. You're constantly like texting us. I got a pitch today, and I think mm-hmm. that we could just talk about a little bit of like how to like find connections or network or like knowing your worth or like just any of that like totally. small business stuff. Like anytime I do the question sticker on Instagram, I at least get one or two questions that are like, "How do you start a small business?" Which we've already done mm-hmm. an entrepreneur episode, but like I think just like this episode itself like with this new partnership with Draper Startup House like how do we how do you know who to pitch yourself to or how mm-hmm. how do you even go about that and yeah who'd you text totally who'd you reach out on LinkedIn or whatever yeah mm-hmm. so I think like people might be interested in hearing a little bit about that so Courtney do you want to like tell us a little bit how you ended up with Draper and how that relationship happened I mean I just saw like I just saw it, I googled it which is how a lot of things happen that, I mean, that's really kind of how I end up working with brands, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'll see a brand that I like, and I'll, I follow them, and typically you want to, like, follow and engage with somebody that you're trying to work with because I can say it just from the standpoint of, like, flaunt. People come to us, and they're like, oh, I'd love to rep, or I'd love some free gear, or I'd love something. If you've never supported the brand, like, do you actually like the brand, or are you just totally. trying to get something for free, you know? So, so I just found them, and then... I looked into like what the, the services they offered and what they were doing so far, their social media presence, and then I thought about the value that we could bring to them. Mm-hmm. And so I just ended up sending an email to them and just said, hey, would you guys be interested in collaborating? We're just local. like to their like regular email you could find? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, just to their contact email. Cool. Some places like really you want, want to try to find um, like a media contact or a marketing contact, mm-hmm. but with a, a lot of companies, it's, it's all this, they have one person who answers their emails. Totally, you know? and like parses them out. Mm-hmm. So just like, hey, uh, we'd love to chat about 
collaboration opportunities, which is usually like the message that I send in the first place to brands or to people is like, hey, um, I'd love to collaborate with you all. This is a little bit about me. Let me know if that's something that you have interest in or budget for. And the data that you gave them, because I got to see that it was like, these are these are my followers. This is my engagement. Like you made it very clear for Draper to understand the value that you're offering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially like as like an influencer or um, a content creator, like when approaching brands, we we use something that's called like a media kit, which is essentially like a visual resume for um, like a, an influencer. So it has like a bio and then it'll have like people you've worked with and then um, some statistics of like your most important um, stats from social media. So like your engagement rate, how many followers you have, whatever, your contact. Where, the, where your demographics yeah. are at. It's, mm-hmm. a sell, it's a sell sheet for yourself, essentially. But like, I think that that, I mean, not everyone out there is like a content creator, totally. but I think that like that's kind of applicable to any partnership you're maybe moving into. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, this even applies, I think, to like, job interviews like you should go like go into a job interview even if like you're hoping they'll give you a job like knowing like you bring your resume so you know which things are your highest skills like Mm -hmm. that's that applies to everything that you're trying to do in a working relationship so like knowing what you bring to the table and like knowing how to like leverage that at times if you want to approach people like if you're like oh like I really would like love to try this out or like maybe I could like basically it's bartering like you're bartering a skill and also not like and not like over leveraging yourself or like selling yourself out so like we had a need and found a way to fill that need so we don't need to go seek out other places to continually fill that need so Mm -hmm. I, i feel like some people like say you're a foodie and like you have you are getting like free meals places you don't need to get a free meal every single day of the week, you know? Like, especially if you are in the business of supporting the businesses that you're trying to collaborate with, at some point you become like a leech when you are asking for too much free stuff. Absolutely. Or, because we're bringing value, so this is kind of, this is a mutualistic relationship. Yeah, it's gotta be mutual value. Happening. It's not just like, hey, we're, we want we want to work with you. Like, I don't do that when I'm talking to people, like, I just want your stuff for free. And um, it's also, it's not like, because inherently I would like to say all people have value, but what the value you have might not be beneficial to who you're reaching out to. Right. And so like what we, like what you did obviously mm-hmm. was you identified Oh, cool. This is a new startup house slash co-working space. What could they use? Well, they need local presence in Austin. Mm-hmm. And we have that to offer. And we have an audience, a growing mm-hmm. audience. And mm-hmm. we hit a cer- certain demographic of, mm-hmm. like, all of us are entrepreneurs. But, like, you don't have to be a, a content creator or mm-hmm. um, have some, like, followers or an influencer to do this. Because, like, even, like, Kristen does this where she'll, she trades a service. She's a chef. And so she'll trade her service with people for a service that she needs. Like um, when I'm, we're working with a trainer right now and he wants meals and she wants to be trained. So, cool. and then she was swapping services with Chris's girlfriend for facials right. because she needs a facial. And like, if, you, if you like provide a service or a good, like Toast. we live in a day and age where like money is king, but like also like well, people used to trade skills and services yeah, all dad, the time. Our dad is an electrician and he does this, like the amount of times that he's come home with like a car and he's like, my mom's like, where's the money that you were just making? He's like, no, they gave me a car. Uh, <laughs> because like, it's really your time. And that's mm-hmm. what you, like, you can show like, hey, I I value my, my service and I value my time. But like, what is it to you to be able to provide something to someone that really like, you're not out any money, but you might be able to get something equally as value or more valuable in exchange, mm-hmm. so. And that's true. I think the wor- worth of value is something that is worth talking about. Like, um, 
like how your dad, like how we all used to do lots of bartering. We moved towards money for stuff so that the government could get their pieces, right? Mm Because if we are trading services with each other, they don't get to collect taxes everywhere. So that's why sort of as a society, Mm -hmm. we shifted away from bartering because we were, it was pushed upon us to shift away from bartering. But it's a perfectly, it's perfectly legal way. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. it's a perfectly excellent way to get your stuff done. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm actually, I'm I'm reading Sapiens. I've been reading it for like ever. And I literally last night was reading about like the switch to like money and because everyone hunter gatherers and people used to like trade goods but the thing was like how did you know how many seashells was worth worth someone's whatever and then in came like all of the like uh, what is it like the colonialism like they came over and like they're like why do these people give a shit about gold it, like can't be made into weapons totally and it, and it's it, soft yes it's it like melts. all of these things but it gave them like something to trade of value. value and yeah. so it just it like made an even playing field to mm-hmm. pay for things but mm-hmm. still we still um we still determine the price and the rate for which we work so there's still like that initial like that mm-hmm. whole underlying problem still exists of like well who decided that doctors be, make this about? Yeah, being, being a lawyer is six hundred dollars an hour, and then like I'm a, like I make thirty dollars an hour totally. as a designer. You know, like well, t- well being a, I mean, like blow my mind. Being an hourly employee in a retail store, you know, somewhere around fifteen bucks an hour plus your commissions. Cool, I do that for a long time. Now I'm just consulting on people's projects because I'm just someone who's sat in fashion in front of fashion enough times. Now it's one hundred fifteen an hour. Well, who picked that? I'm not doing anything different. I'm still just talking about clothing. Like, that's all I'm doing, you know? But and now I don't have to sell it. I don't get Like, now I'm effectively bringing in less money. I don't get mm-hmm. I don't know how it's picked. But, and who picks it? But I think it's BS. Uh. No, I was also going to say, um, the, the thing, too, about reaching out to people, you know, and what you have or what we have being individual and unique is that, like, money is everywhere and people can get it all the time. Sometimes... Y- you know, like what we're offering to them. Cause they could go, they could take whatever hours that, the, whatever amount of money that they spend giving us free time and throw it into marketing, but it doesn't have the impact that they're after, right? Mm-hmm. It's like what we offer is specifically of more value than them spending money on advertising. And as a person or an individual listening to this podcast and wondering what you have to offer, what you have to offer is something is specifically of more value than money to someone. As mm-hmm. long as you just go oh, find the trick is just finding the, that person or group to partner with. And and most places get the most beneficial sales and relationships from referrals. Mm-hmm. Any mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, they can use infinite marketing. But if we have a genuinely good experience here and we recommend them mm-hmm. to other people, mm-hmm. That is going to go so far. We have better R. We are better ROI than them spending mm-hmm. on directly on marketing dollars. Mm-hmm. And that's really like what you could tell anybody um, mm-hmm. if you were approaching them. Doesn't matter if you're a writer and you're like, I'd love to write an article about totally. your hotel or your food or your gym or this product you're making. Mm-hmm. Like people do that all the time with us at Font. They're like, Hey, I'm writing a, an article on binders. Can you? can you shoot me a binder and totally. I'd love to review it and do this and do that. And like people buy our binders every day, but we might get more exposure and we might get a real honest review that we wouldn't get if we do that. Yeah. You know, that so feedback cycle mm-hmm. and to say, if you're trying to do this and you're going out there and you're approaching people and you're not, if nothing is happening for you, see if anyone that you've tried to approach that has rejected you, you know, ask them their why or ask them for some feedback. Maybe it's something you don't know about yourself. Maybe it's something you're already fully aware of, you know, mm-hmm. but getting that feedback from other people is better than trying to guess out it yourself. Yeah, I, I mean, I get like 
I mean, I'll approach people about doing brand partnerships or a uh, trade for a stay summer or whatever. And like, I don't know, eight out of 10 times, it's a, you yeah. know, we're not partnering with anybody I was going right to say now. like 90% of the time totally, it's a no. Totally. So, so it's sort of like, and I don't spend all of my days trying to trade or whatever, but I just think this is an applicable like topic that Absolutely. we can talk about, like how to pitch yourself. It applies to any sort of businesses. And I think people are interested in the sort of the, the, the intricacies of, um, being an influencer or a content creator because nobody knows like even like when we got into it it's like i have followers and it was like how do i how do i monetize this because people who have less of a following are monetizing it Mm -hmm. so am i am i not doing something that i should be doing Mm -hmm. and if it's something that feels genuine to you and you can partner with brands that that are in line with who you are as a person i i don't see anything wrong with utilizing whatever you have to bring to the table, which in this case is followers. But I tell Chris all the time, I'm like, when you reach out to people, nine times out of 10, they say no. But you're no worse off than you were before because you weren't working with them before anyway. Mm-hmm. So exactly at the end of the day, like you might be better off because you might get some sort of partnership. But it's nice to know, like if you're somebody who's interested in getting into this, it's a lot of putting yourself out there. It's a lot of rejection, but also like knowing your worth and like taking free stuff or going and actually paying for meals and paying for stuff that you want to review, mm-hmm. write about, mm-hmm. post photos in, like mm-hmm. all of the clothes I wear, I buy. Mm-hmm. And I post photos of them because I like style, I like fashion, mm-hmm. you know? And that's something that I I haven't really gotten into as like a content creator, but I think that it's something that I would like to eventually. So you create the content that you would eventually want to get paid for. Mm-hmm. And that's like any business. Like mm-hmm. you, st- you create the thing that you want to eventually get paid for. Kristen does meal prep and does like basic meal prep, but like if she wants to get into fancier recipes and like in oh. intricate dinners, mm-hmm. she's gonna have to practice that and spend like, her own money and doing that for herself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. before she can make money on it. Something that, I, and if you're someone who's sensitive, like I think all of us are super sensitive, um, you know, using, you can uh, like sort of create a, like a sphere around what you're, Um, doing to like buffer yourself like instead of saying like rejection right Um, or sales and stuff I now I call like my initial reach out stuff discovery I'm just doing discovery and I can't get rejected while I'm doing discovery because I'm just doing discovery I'm just Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what people's needs are and if I fit them and if not MBD yeah so I think we like touched on some stuff that people would be like interested in like Mm -hmm. how to go about possibly like Leveraging if you want to be like, if you're a creator or if you're trying to trade some sort of a service or a good. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've already had an entrepreneur episode about um, starting businesses and such. So if anyone has questions about that, they can go back and check that episode. Please. Which is episode... Jesus. What episode? 16. Episode 16. If you have other um, questions about running a business... um, that would be a great episode to go back and listen to. And um, I'm sure if that's something that people want to hear more about, totally. they can always email us Please. and ask more questions about, about that because submit. we're all entrepreneurs. So like, yeah. like that'd be a cool, like that's a topic we can continue to touch on. Submit any questions you have about business or your business or running or doing business. We would love to, mm-hmm. you know, see if we can get to them. Yeah, but anyway, I think that's, we kind of touched on some interesting stuff today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was a f- one thing I did want to go oh, yeah. back and talk about was you talked about how you get rejected a lot. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think people should understand that. It's not that like we do this because we're getting yeses way more times than other people. No, we mm. just we just continue to, like me with pitching, I pitch and pitch and pitch. No, almost every single time it's a no. Right. You know? It's like Courtney looking for jobs or anyone looking for a job. Totally. How, how many jobs do you usually apply to before you get a totally. job you want? A bunch of times it's a no. Yeah. You know, but like that's okay. That no doesn't mean... Like, I think the no's build the resiliency, right, that you need, we need to keep Mm -hmm. um, going out there and applying. Because with what I'm doing with um, pitching, you know, I often, I have taken a dream that I have and then I've, like, turned it into a business plan and then I'm trying to get other people to give me money to go do it, you know, based on all my supporting material. So it's super personal. And if I felt crushed every time someone told me they didn't care about my dream, you know, then... I, yeah, that would be hard to keep going, but I don't. I just go, okay, cool, no problem. Not a good fit for you, not a problem. Mm-hmm. Keep, we just keep going. I'm gonna find someone who it is a perfect fit for, you know? Right. And now moving forward with Raven's Eye, we've ha- we found a few people it's a very, very good fit for. Um, so that's cool. And then Raven's Eye, this one will produce funding so that we can go back to funding Men's Gold Box, you know, because if you thought people didn't care about fat people before COVID, they certainly don't care about the, what they're wearing now, you know? So I was like, cool, I'll find a more, um, even more underrepresented group that someone can't say no to. And then once I've, you know, um, created success there, then I can take that and bring it to this underrepresented group that I've been trying to work on, you yeah. know? So it's just, you get no's, the no's make the yes a lot better, right? Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, it's not about, it's not that like some, people are out here getting all the yeses it's they I just mean, have, some people might be getting some all people the yeses. sure some people some are, people, some are people get things the handed to them absolutely absolutely but that's a small percentage of, and i mean I just some people get all the yeses let's talk about like the top one percent who are very rich i but. just don't want people to think about like <laughs> most people are getting they, rejected as yeah much as you if are. you get i mean it's years of no's as an entrepreneur before you get yeses so mm-hmm. it's like you don't worry about it. Every single no is just a badge, and then you're like, "Thank you so much." You know, I would, I, will, I cannot wait to show your ass in the future how big I am. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that. I'll take it. But yeah, don't get, um, don't get knocked down by all those no's because you're gonna get a. It's just a word. Yeah, it's a two-letter word. Were you gonna say something? Are we rapping? Oh, I was just gonna put it in the rap. Um, hey, queers. If y'all have been up to stuff during COVID, we would love to hear about it. We're trying to connect with some new interviewees and we wanna know what interesting things you guys have been up to. So send us a DM or hit us on the gram at Queer For It or an email at queerforitpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and as always, you can visit our website at queerforit.com. like we said, we're always looking for guests, and Please. you can be local. We have a new spot to record at, or mm-hmm. we, we've we yet to do a virtual guest, but that opens the whole world up, so we'd be interested. We think we want to do guests about, like, 50% of the time because we like just hanging out with ourselves, and it's hard. If we don't have a guest every week, then we don't want yeah. to use Especially those. with COVID. Yeah. Scheduling's mm-hmm. easier. But, um, so, yeah, if anyone's interested, definitely hit us up, um, and we'll put feelers out there, too. And besides that... Definitely rate us, review us, and subscribe. That yeah. really helps. On and share when we we post a podcast. If you guys want to share it on your social media or share it with your friends and family, that yeah. helps as well. Yeah, be sure to tell your friends, family, coworkers, and everyone about us. And um, until next time, we love you. 
We love you. We so. love you, Draper House. <laughs> yeah, yeah, another shout out to Draper Startup House for being our recording sponsor. We're really excited to be here. Yeah. yeah. We love you. Draper loves you, so you should too. <laughs> yeah, we love you, so you should too. Go love yourself. Bye. Bye. We never say bye. That was weird. We can do the bye. 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 Bye.